five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> and there's always podcasts. It is back. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Show. So, if you're new to the Energize Podcast, welcome. And where have you been? And if you're a returning Energize Podcast listener, welcome back. As always. Yeah. So, guys, we have a really, really good show for you this week. It was a mad weekend for Mixed Martial Arts, but prior to that, we have to let you know a bit of housekeeping. This is Ross, and I am moving to London for the next six weeks. So, we're going to do a podcast on me moving to London. But we're just letting you know, in case you just like listen to Mixed Martial Arts and you don't listen to the football show, we will be doing a podcast on it this week. So Barry, what's on this week's episode? Okay, so on today's episode, we're going to go through how we got on Abama 35 in Dublin's Tree Arena. Uh, we're also going to look over UFC 224 that was on in Brazil. And we're going to look over Bellator 199 that was in Sully, California. And we're going to finish off with all the boxing news, including Mikey Conlon and Lomachenko winning in Madison Square Garden. Sounds good. Action-packed. Action-packed. So, Saturday evening, me and Barry went to Bama 35, or Bama Dublin, whichever you want to call it. It was headlined <laughs> by Alex Lahore and Ian Pascu. Yeah. So, Barry, what did you make of the atmosphere, first and foremost? Um... Honestly, I don't think it was as amazing as previous events. Mm-hmm. I think, well, the last one we were at was Bama and Bellator, so there was more hype. Or as we call it, Bamator. Bamator, yeah. And even the previous Bama as well was way more hyped as well. Yeah. But um, like everyone there obviously had a great time. Yeah. But there was a few, there was a few empty seats. Now, it wasn't packed, but the atmosphere was good, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as good as previous ones, if to be, I had to be honest. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think who was at the fights that we saw and who was there, who was sort of... I always almost think you can tell how hyped the card is by who attends, yeah. as in people who aren't fighting attend. Um, Brad Katona from the Ultimate Fighter this season was at it. Yeah. Um, Richie Smullen actually wasn't. No, he was, yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah. Did you see him? I didn't see him. Uh, Joe Wicks was at it. Joe Wicks, the body um, coach. The body coach. Uh, Our mate. Dan Kelly. UFC fighter was that a dad bod? Um, Conor McGregor showed up eventually. Conor McGregor, uh, yeah. and like you can't really say own Roddy, Paddy Hoolan, and John Cavanaugh there because they're working. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're working. So yeah. like, Tony McGregor was not at this one. Tony McGregor wasn't. Macwan Americani was there, but like it doesn't really count if they train in the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like they're yeah. almost expected to be there. Yeah. It's like James, what else James, are you doing? James Gallagher. Yeah, King Cowley. Yeah. Um, but uh, um. Aaron Jordy Shore. Aaron Jordy Shore, no, but Fabian Edwards' brother. Leon Edwards Leon as well. Leon Edwards as well, yeah. Yeah, so like, in terms of people who like didn't actually have to be there, who were there, Aaron from Jordy Shore <laughs> and Joe Wicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was it, isn't it? There was some, memory reference, there was some girl who was on the I Beat the Weekender. Oh, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's for a different show. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So that was that was sort of the people who were there who weren't there. So like, yeah. There's been like more names at other shows like Robbie Brady and um Jeff Hendrick were at a previous show. Yeah. Um. Other than that, there's nothing really. Well, Conor McGregor sort of stole the show, really. Yeah. Well, at the end, not as much as he did the last time. No, not <laughs> as much. No, not as much. So, 
I suppose you should get into the card. Yeah. Um, I know originally we said the first fight we're going to talk about it was Brown O'Driscoll, but uh, it was actually quite entertaining to see uh, Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor. Um, it was quite funny because he made such a massive walkout. Yeah, yeah. He had like two girls dancing. He gave them lap dances, and he got to the uh, he got to the cage, and he was fighting. Was it Dean Barry? Was it? Yeah, yeah. And Dean Barry was one now when he's supposed to be a top prospect out of um Tristar, and I think he does a bit of training of SPG as well. Is yeah. that he's coming in with a big reputation? Yeah. Yeah. And they got to they got to the cage, and I, I just remember Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor as the fellow who James Gallagher beat last time, and just talked loads of smack beforehand. Yeah. And when they, got into the, when they got into the cage, the records came up. And Rand's record was 2-5. and five, And I was just like, how is he so full of himself? Yeah, like, yeah. When he's like lost twice as much as he won. He, didn't he move up a division? Yeah. Yeah, he moved up a division as well. So maybe that was his problem prior to that. Prior to that because yeah. he moved up a division and uh, he was superior grappler. Got the rear naked choke in the end. And he won. And he was almost like the most entertaining person of the night in terms of pure entertainment value wasn't he yeah I don't think anyone expected that as well no yeah so fair play to him yeah there's, other, there's a few people you want to give a shout out to uh, Blaine O'Driscoll won was it, would you give it that, that your fight of the night well, oh no, no. One, one of the won the fights of the night anyway one of the definitely one of the in fights first, he, got, he got hit with a knee early and looked like he was in big trouble yeah. and then he um, the other guy had his back but then he actually say very calm and collective yeah uh, Got back around, got the win. It was very, very impressive stuff from Blaine. And it was his debut at Flyway as well. Yeah. And that looks like where you should be at home. Yeah. I thought he was actually going to lose and he came back and mm. won it. it very impressive. Uh, another person who was actually probably, well, definitely one of the most impressive people was Fabian Edwards. His brother, Leon Edwards, is fighting Donald Cowboy Cerrone in UFC Singapore. So Leon was there as well. But uh, Fabian Edwards came out with another... First round finish. I think yeah. it was... I think it was no, under two minutes anyway it could have been like a minute and five seconds I think it was and he looked so devastating big body kick and crumbled yeah, yeah crumbled. crumbled yeah uh, Conti I think his name was yeah. he was six for four as well the other fellow he was very big for middleweight yeah he fights um, out SPG as well yeah, yeah and it was over before it started and I was very excited to see him because I think he is like Bellator UFC caliber already yeah uh, who else we had the uh, co-main event yeah the co-main event uh, Kiefer Crosby one that was the first round as well, wasn't yeah. it? That was definitely the fight of the night. It was yeah, like, these guys threw leather. Yeah, it was actually it was very, very, very impressive. This this is the time Conor McGregor arrived as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and uh, Kiefer Crosby looked incredible, and he made a very strong case for him to get a shot at the welterweight title next. Definitely, your man was very impressive as well. Yeah, the other fellow like took a good shot, he threw good shots. Yeah. like he 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 tagged Kiefer with some very good shots, yeah. and it was almost like. It was like almost like a game of rock and sock and robots, yeah. isn't it? That may be the, like, the first time I've actually seen blood in the last few Bama events we've been Yeah. In. It was like... Or definitely the most amount of blood. Yeah, the, your man's face was busted up. Yeah. They just both went at it and Kiefer obviously outdone him. Yeah. And then the main event, you had Eon Pascu for, uh, fighting Lahore. And I think Lahore was actually sort of favoured to win this fight after beating Richie Coyle last time he was in Dublin. Yeah. Um, former Bama champion as well. But uh, Eon Pascu put in... A very, very good wrestling performance. Was it the most entertaining fight of all time? Probably not, but was it a very clinical performance? Definitely. So, I must say, it was very impressive that uh, Ion Pascu got the, got the win here. Oh, it was... Um, I, I didn't actually know he was that good on the ground, but uh, he proved me wrong. Yeah. So, they both, Ion Pascu and Richie Cody, both asked to be... Uh, for welterweight title shot to Bama. Who do you reckon gets it? 
I think Kiefer because it was just it was. I think Kiefer would sell out three arena. Yeah, that's the thing. More so than Eon Pascu. No offense, to Eon Pascu. No, no, no. Well, you see, Eon's problem is he doesn't really speak that fluent English, yeah. and it didn't really help. And Kiefer, <coughs> Kiefer would definitely be more known around Dublin as well as being part of the SPG team. I know Eon is as well, but yeah. Kiefer just it just made it just makes more sense if you're going to set, he'll definitely sell out the arena next time after definitely. that performance. But uh, Conor McGregor actually came as well, and he was supporting his team. And uh, there was a guy there in the crowd who was on RTE. The late late show, the yeah. late late show. Talking, he was in. He's in a wheelchair. He, he had a, a bike accident. Yeah, he had. A, he had a bike accident. If you haven't seen it, check it out on RT Player. Yeah, he basically like severed his C four cord in the spine. I think it was. Yeah, it was that, it, the story was actually absolutely heartbreaking. But his mm. name's uh, Ian O'Connell, and then uh, Conor McGregor actually just per, like saw him. Saw him on the late late the night before. Yeah. Didn't even know he was going to be in the arena. Went over, like started talking to him, like watched the main event with him. Yeah hung out with him and yeah. like there's videos of your man uh, Ian sitting beside him like crying being like having the time this is my life. hero yeah this is my hero yeah exactly yeah but uh, yeah if you see if you see that if you check it out an RT player uh, it'll probably bring a tear to your eye I couldn't believe that could even yeah, happen he, he, your man your man actually had a a real sort of touch and saying that he said he was like I can't stand up but I can't stand out yeah. or something along those yeah. lines and I was just straight like fair play to him you know what I mean for mm-hmm. to be have such a positive attitude for such a like a catastrophic thing to actually happen to him is incredible. Yeah, I know. That's it's so inspirational, and it's also a bit like it makes you look back at your own life and be like, all right, well, my problems aren't actually that big. Yeah, no, I was. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like what. To, to be walking and talking one day, and not walking and talking, or sorry, well, talk not being able to walk the next day is like yeah. a massive life change. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, moving on to after the fights, we went up and we just watched Ed, Edwards getting interviewed. So you know, Pascu getting interviewed. And then uh, we're walking around. We just see like uh, Aaron from Geordie Shore and Leon Edwards going into the back. So yeah. we got we got like photographs of them, uh, both so sound as well. We yeah. were we we're like because we're planning on going to Bellator yeah, two hundred. They, they didn't know how to get back into the arena as well. We had to show them back into the arena. Yeah, we we're like walking around everywhere with them. It was real funny. Very energized yeah. now. But uh, we were talking to Aaron for a second. Aaron's Aaron's fighting at Bellator two hundred. So we we're like good luck in the event, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, Leon's fighting Cowboy, and we were just like. Good luck, because if he wins this, this is a big notch in his belt. Um, mm. Especially looking after Darren Hill defeating Cowboy. Like, who knows where he could take mm. his career from there as well. But uh, we also talked to Joe Wicks as well, who um, is one of the most known people for healthy food and lifestyle mm. online. And um, he, it was funny that he just came out and said that he's about to have a kid as well. So that was... It was it was a cool event, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was a very very cool yeah. event, and like everyone was super friendly. Uh, Bam and staff were great, um, and then we were actually even walking the car. I actually know who Conor McGregor's like bodyguard is. He used to be a barco. Uh, used to be a bouncer in a place called Barco, which is a local nightclub I used to go to. And his name is Dennis, and I was actually like, all right, Dennis, what's the story? And then I saw Dennis driving, and I see McGregor in the back, he was there, he was obviously tweeting away, he was probably putting up the picture of him, and uh, what's your man's name, Ian, is it? Yeah. Yeah, he was probably putting up a picture of him and Ian on, on Instagram, and I was like, that's actually just cool, the way he seemed going around. Also, this car was beautiful, it was like a BMW yeah. that was being chauffeured in. Yeah, it was lovely, yeah. The and windows then, couldn't be any more tinted. Yeah, yeah. When we were actually walking back to Ross's car then, uh, he like pulled up beside us again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We did try to get a photo, but like, what can you do? Yeah, you, you don't mean knocking on someone's window for a yeah. photo either, you know what I mean? Yeah, especially when they can come out and kick your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, bam overall. What would you give out of 10? Um, they just looked after us so well. I'd definitely give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'd give it the same. But it's more so like, 
I think it lacks because like I, I think I was looking for I feel like they didn't get the main event they were looking for there yeah. uh, whatever that was but I think in AO10 fights were very good high caliber fights great performances well looked after what more can you want yeah well said okay um, we're going to move into UFC 224 that was on in Brazil over in Rio um, before we actually kick off the card what to make well if you don't know now you will know uh, before the event on the night before uh, people from what, what would you call them Vuvuzelas or whatever yeah, they're called. yeah the Brazilian I wouldn't say mafia I'd just be like what would you say some gangsters from Brazil anyway yeah, the, the gangsters from Brazil pulled up outside the UFC hotel and held UFC officials up at gunpoint and then robbed their phones jewellery and laptops I'm sure their wallets as well yeah their wallets as well yeah um, what do you make of that like that's dangerous shit um, look I think Brazil is known for a high crime rate and that's just where you're going. Um, obviously, very, very unfortunate. Next time UFC go to Brazil, I'm sure they'll up the security game. Um, the only thing is, if you do bring a lot of security and then like both sides are drawing guns, that's probably the biggest opportunity for someone to actually get shot. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, at least if, if, if only one side has guns, they probably just rob you and then that's it. As opposed to if you both have guns and one shot gets fired, then people end up dead. True, yeah. So, like, I don't know if there's a right way or wrong way to handle it, but... At the end of the day, very unfortunate thing to happen and obviously not great outlook in the UFC and I wonder how keen they'll be back to do a pay-per-view in Brazil. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that, but um, this was obviously getting planned for a while. Yeah. Because think about it, people working in that hotel definitely... Oh, it's definitely there's definitely at least one person on the inside yeah. giving the information out. Yeah, like if you think about the cleaners that go into them rooms, mm. they'll be like, oh, they like, some people like are not the most intelligent and you can actually give information away without giving information away as well actually you know true, I mean? yeah, true yeah as in like you could just ask for a few like I could ask the security guard four or five questions and he could give me way more information than he even considers he's giving away yeah or even if you check in on your Facebook or Instagram yeah, or sure, someone could be just sitting there going Instagram live or whatever you know what I mean yeah. and giving away so much more information than they ever thought they were but people had to know it was the show in town yeah like people had to know what was going on yeah I'm sure it was the only thing going on in Rio that night yeah but uh yeah that's crazy yeah held up a gunpoint but um should we go through the card first and then yeah. talk about everything after or we'll, we'll go through the card okay. and see how it goes yeah, cool, see yeah. how it goes on right well We'll just kick it, kick on into the main card. And oh, then... very good idea. Kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So we'll kick on into the main card first and then we'll go through the prelims if there's anyone you want to give a shout yeah. out to. But uh, opening up the pay-per-view was Leona Machida taking on Vitor Belfort. Vitor Belfort's last fight in the UFC. May not be his last fight ever now, but uh, Leona Machida came out with one of the most unbelievable finishes that is basically a carbon copy of his finish against Randy Couture the front kick to the face yeah. uh, Vitor Belter, Belfort hit the ground and was just stone dead for me this was actually close to when Anderson Silva actually did the front kick to Vitor Belfort as well yeah. and just when he did it with Couture, Couture he actually did like a jump and then like a switch kick yeah. but when we it was it was just like when I saw him like <laughs> when I when I caught the kick for, in the first time I was a bit like well and then when I see it the second time the way how fast uh, uh, Machida gets the kick up and then Belfort's like knocked out before he hits the ground yeah. he's like waving in the air as he gets knocked out yeah. and I was just like oh my god and sort of going into the fight you're you're sort of saying oh they're both sort of finished or whatever they're both like too old neither of them are going to win a belt for, uh, ever again yeah. and then 
I think Machida just knocked so many people out in his career that like he knows when they're knocked out that like as soon as yeah. he kicked them he just put his hands on his hip and he was like that's it yeah if you haven't seen it definitely check it out it's pretty cool yeah so um definitely knock out of the night anyway yeah um so where did you see them both go from here Barry um like for Bel- Belfort's career I can't see him just not going in another time because at least if we went to decision he'd be like oh okay I'm done yeah but to get that that devastatingly knocked out especially mm. in Brazil but um, if you if you look back at even his weigh-ins, the way he was get, doing all the photographs and the press with his dog, and he was wearing the the nightgown. What's yeah. it called? What's it called? The dressing gown. Dressing gown. Yeah, he he almost looked like he was going to bed. Yeah. Before he went to bed. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't get that joke. The dressing gown. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I didn't like see the funny. I'm sure it was supposed to be funny. Like there's no way. Like it just looked very unprofessional. Yeah. So. If he was actually, if he was going to act that unprofessional, maybe you shouldn't have fought. Yeah. But also, uh, it's it's weird to think now that there's going to be no more Vitor Belford in it. But Machida definitely has another fight in him. Um, who who called him Michael Bisping after yeah. the fight, which I would definitely like to see. Yeah. I'd like to see Bisping fight again. That'd yeah, be, I think that'd be decent. Yeah, for me, I'd like to see Bisping versus Machida. I think it's a good cool fight. I think if UFC comes to the UK later on in the year. That could easily be your headliner. And then also for Vitor Belfort, I think he is going to fight again. Yeah. One way or the other. And I think Bellator would love to have Vitor Belfort. Vitor Belfort versus um, Tito Ortiz. Vitor Belfort versus Charles Solomon. Vitor Belfort versus Juan de la Silva. Tito Ortiz is out of contract with Belfort, Bellator. Yeah, but like, they can get him back to fight um, Vitor Belfort because they fought before as well. So yeah, no, like, but... Yeah, but uh, excuse me. Do I want to do Chuck Liddell versus yeah. uh, Tito Ortiz? Yeah. Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz are, are supposed to fight another Oscar De La Hoya's new promotion, yeah. is it? That's meant to happen in November. It was only announced today. Uh, but Chuck Liddell is on the MAR. Yeah. Like, until they have a face off and there's a venue for that, I'm skeptical. Yeah, true. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think Belfort's going to come back. He's been yeah. fighting all his life. Like, look, if Chuck Liddell comes back in early mm. 50. I'm, I'm surprised back. Bellator didn't do the Ortiz um, Liddell fight just because like if they're 100% going to do it I'm surprised Bellator were like here look that could be a common event very handily for us somewhere you know I, mean? know, I know yeah I know yeah but, maybe they're trying to get away from the, the yeah, slideshow yeah thing, maybe, maybe. Um, sorry yeah so we'll move into Lineker yeah Lineker won by a knockout against Brian Kelleher um, hands of steel hands of stone hands of stone well either or yeah either or out. you don't want to get hit by them either, either way yeah. Uh, look, I think this is like a very John Lineker win, if that makes sense. Uh, he's got very, very heavy hands for that, that division. Uh, Brian Keller had never been finished before, sure, he hadn't, no. or never knocked out anyway. No, like 26 fights, I think it was. Yeah, so the way I just looked at it is if you're in the top five in the Bantamweight division, Lineker is going to really struggle. But anywhere from like 10 to 15, he's probably going to knock them out. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you can beat Lineker, you're a title contender. If you can't, you're never going to be one anyway. True, yeah, true. That's the way I look at it anyway. True. Uh, then we'll move into Mackenzie Dern's fight against uh, Amanda Cooper. The fight itself isn't actually the talking point or relevant. Sure, it's not. No, no. Um, it's it's Mackenzie Dern not making weight. She yeah. missed weight by seven pounds. Uh, a lot of people said this is like extremely unprofessional. Chuck yeah. Adele even said it was very unprofessional. Yeah. And like to me, that's someone who didn't try. Like yeah. as in like. I'm sure certain fighters fight at certain weight classes and then they have about seven or eight pence to cut in total. Yeah. 
Like, what did she weigh in at before she started trying to cut weight? I've no idea. She said she missed flights and stuff like that. But um, if you're... Yeah, but I also looked at her when she went, went on the scale. And I wasn't like, she's, she's in very good shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. She wasn't like very lean and then like didn't make the weight. If, yeah. she, if it was like that, I'd be like, all right, well, she's going to have five flight weight. Yeah. She'd like, I'm not going to say she had a belly, but like she, she wasn't like flat stomach. Yeah, yeah she didn't yeah. look like she cut any water. No. And th- this sounds bad now talking yeah. about girls, but like Amanda, Amanda Cooper looked so sucked in. Yeah. As well. Like it looked like she didn't have any more water left in her yeah, body. She, yeah. Mackenzie Dern just looked like she was like, I'll just show up for the way in and be yeah. fine. You know yeah. what I mean? And Mackenzie Dern walking around with, with a big ghetto booty. Yeah. I, I just was not buying it whatsoever. No. Um, but at the end of the day, got her down and choked her out. But like, no, that's, yeah, she, knocked, it, she basically knocked her out. Yeah, knocked her out and then choked her out. Yeah. Uh, look, I almost don't count this as a win. I hope UFC like, doesn't punish Amanda Cooper and like cut her for it either because like not fair at all. Like you Imagine, you know, Conor McGregor like, having to fight, you know, Jeremy Stevens, but Jeremy Stevens has to weigh 145 pounds and Conor McGregor can weigh 153 pounds. You know what I mean? It's like completely not fair. Yeah, it's not. It didn't look, yeah, it looked like two different weight classes fighting, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, then we'll move on to probably the, the fight of the night. Yeah. Oh, was, no, definitely the fight of the yeah. night. Jack Ray Souza took on Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum won by decision. Uh, when myself and Ross were actually watching this, we didn't know which way to call it, really. I think no. I, I, I went Jack Ray. Yeah, I went Gastelum. Yeah. Oh, did you? I thought, yeah. you, I thought we both thought Jack Ray. No, I actually thought Gastelum was going to get a knockout. But oh no, at post fight. Oh, post fight. Oh, post fight. After it was done, I was like, it's in Brazil. And basically, it was round one, Jack Ray, round two, Gaston. And then round three, it was a bit like. Very I felt nice. like, yeah, if, like, if I had to guess, I, I would have said Jack Ray. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, I heard, like, yeah, so Kelvin Gaston yeah. obviously won, but in the first round, I heard someone argue that you could have given it a 10 8 for Jack Ray. Because Jack Ray, like, hadn't stuck to the ground. Yeah. Second round, Jack Ray came out as if he was stuck to the ground. Yeah. And then the third round, Jack Ray just looks so tired. And yeah. Gaslam, Gaslam probably has the best chin in the division as well. Yeah, I was like, bloody hell. You know what it actually reminds me of? It reminds me of Dan Henderson in his heyday. Yeah. He sort of just hit me. He sort of just like stays there. Yeah, yeah. And like, he was just like, and he doesn't bleed either. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was like, I was like, where's the blood? Yeah. Not only can he take a dig, he, he can, like, his face looked like he hadn't even fought anyone. Yeah, and like, Jack Ray was absolutely tagging him as well. Yeah. And Jack Ray doesn't like, he's not pillow hands, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. He hits hard. Uh, someone, was, someone said after the fight that Jack Ray would have won if he was bald. <laughs> what? Was, yeah, that's what he said as a joke, obviously. Yeah, oh, right, right, sorry. <laughs> I, I thought he meant like someone was trying to make a valid argument. Oh, right, no, no, no. No, uh, well, like, it was a very impressive fight. And um, I, I, I actually saw someone else say 10 for Jack Ray in the first round. And to me personally, I wouldn't have given a 10 Yeah, Jack Ray was like, he definitely outgrappled him. But I don't think he did like enough damage or. The only time, like, there was, like, the armbar situation on the first round, but at no stage was I, like, oh, he's got him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, therefore, there was no... I only think you sort of look at 10-8, 10-7, if you can actually hold some down for the full, full five minutes, and, like, the first two minutes was on the feet, and then he got him down. Yeah. Or if you nearly finish a fight. Other than that, like, I don't really think it was 10-8 at all. What's your... And I didn't think yeah. that happened in that fight. What... Where, where did both guys go here? Because Jack Ray obviously changed camp. Um, mm. Came out... Came out of Brazil. Came out... Left not, Brazil. Yeah. He, do, he doesn't even he doesn't even look like himself. Like, I, I mean... He he usually looks more, like, focused. So, he he, he looks... He looked less focused. There was something... There was something off you, him. You, you know what? This is the way I look at it. Jack Ray was very dominant in the first round. Did a very good job. And his corner didn't tell him to go back and do the same thing again. 
Because I feel like Jack Ray could have done that for, for the three rounds. Yeah. Why was in his corner like, make sure you get the takedown. Make sure you get it on the ground. Because yeah. that's where you won the first round. And his takedowns coming into the third round looked way more sloppier. Yeah. It just looked like... He well, obviously he was more tired, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it just looked like you could, t- you could read what mm. he was about to do, but he wasn't like hiding. And then and then also I was looking at Gaston and I was a bit like... He looked like he had the, he has the skills to slip a lot of the punches that he got hit with. But he just didn't, yeah. almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. I almost look at Gaston going... I think he actually backs his chin too much, yeah. uh, which is like not really a good thing. Like, because yeah. those those shots, like, look down Henderson, right? That's I'm just gonna keep comparing down Henderson because that's the way I look at it. It's like it's like that's very down Henderson esque. It works until it doesn't work, and when it stops working, it never works again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, he should really avoid most of that damage that he's taking now and save it for when he like needs to take it. I wonder. I wonder what would happen if he fought Romero and was taking end punches. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but like. Um, so I suppose we should like see where we go, where they go next. Like, I don't think Jack Ray's stock is that badly damaged. As yeah. in, like, I'd happily see him fight Chris Wyman next. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, if he beats Chris Wyman and they want to give him a title shot, I wouldn't go blast me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at the moment, the middleweight division, Rockhold's gone, Bisping's gone. Like, Brunson's not getting a title shot anytime soon. You know what I mean? Like, Roy Hall's not. Twice. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I look at Jack Ray and was like. There's not a lot of other contenders, to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't even looking at Brunson for Jack Ray. I'm just more looking at like who's ahead of Jack Ray in the title contention. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's not a hell of a lot of people. Well, maybe. Oh, who knows? Well, the thing is, well, where's Gat? Okay, Jack Ray. We'll we'll put that down. Gaslam. Where does Gaslam go from this? Oh, this you know what I think is a good fight for Jack Ray. David Branch could be a good fight for Jack Ray because he just won recently. Okay. And um, Gaslam. I think Gaslam almost gets the next title shot by default. Rockhold's left the division. That's not 100 guaranteed now, but. What, the Rockhold's left division? Yeah. But it looks like he's going to fight Guts. Yeah, no, well, it has, has been, like, signed. Yeah, we haven't seen the poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I think he probably gets the next title shot. Um, you know, him versus Whitaker, size-wise, there's not a lot in between him, I don't think. Because yeah. Whitaker used to fight a welterweight yeah. as well. For, both so, former welterweights. Um, like, I don't really fancy a matchup against Romero. But also, Romero versus Gaston, I don't think is a big setter, but I wouldn't be surprised to see UFC get behind Gaston just because he also speaks uh, Spanish and Portuguese as far as I'm aware. Yeah. So it's just really like brilliant. We can send him anywhere in the world, and like he can do all the chatting. You know what I mean? Especially because Yard Rodriguez is gone. Yeah. Um. There was talk also that Romero against Whitaker. That's going on for that's well. That's already signed then for the title. Yeah. But they're saying that if Romero beats Whitaker, then they're gonna have a, a rubber match. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because it'd be a third one. Yeah. If I was Kelvin Gaslam, I'd stay in shape. Yeah. Because like, if one of them pulls out, you could be in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? pulled out last time. Yeah. So don't go eating all those burgers just yet, Gaslam. Because yeah. there's someone else he doesn't make weight. Yeah. Although he's already right middleweight so yeah. far. Perfect the Gaslam anyway. Yeah. But um, moving on to the main event of the evening. evening. In the main event, um, we should probably break this down into. Two things. The actual fight itself and then the fifth round. Okay. Well, Amanda Nunes, the champ, aka the Lioness, was taking on Raquel Pennington. Um first of all, I think we said we said this in the last podcast that we just thought that Amanda Nunes was better at everything. Yeah. And um, she she proved it. She proved it. She actually proved she was almost like two steps better at everything. Um I'd have to I'd have to give it to Raquel Pennington, like just in fairness, the fight was over in nearly the first 60, se- first 60 yeah. seconds. Once Amanda Nunes hit that low kick, yeah. that was it, wasn't it? Amanda Nunes looked like a bigger, like a, she looked like a a, a, what, a featherweight yeah. fight and a bantamweight. But uh, 
fair play to Raquel Pennington. Like, I mean, she was tough as nails. But um, Amanda Nunes basically won every round. She was four rounds up. Okay? Yeah. And then this is where you can take it away. She got into the... She basically took the stool. I don't even think she took the stool. She walked over to her coach and she was like, I'm done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't want to go in. I have nothing left. Yeah. And I was looking at her going, she doesn't... I actually think we said it beforehand. We, we, we actually said it to her, like, she might throw in the towel here. As in, like, it was, it was getting very one-sided. Yeah. But it was uh, four rounds to zero. Yeah, but it was like four... Very solid rounds yeah. to zero. Yeah. Um, and then his, um, Raquel Pennington's coach was like, go back in there for me. Do it for me. Just go back in there. You can do this. Change, Whatever, right? change your mindset. Yeah, change your mindset. And I was like, all right. Well, I was like, telling her to change her mindset is not the worst thing or whatever. But sending her back in when she already thinks she's defeated. I, I said to Barry, I go, she's not going to get out of this round. Once the shit hits the fan in this round, she collapse to the ground and... That'd be it. Yeah. Well, she was and, fairly busted and her nose yeah. was flat. Yeah, she had her nose broken and her eyes were swollen. Yeah. Her eyes were swollen short. And little, lo and behold, they get about two minutes in the second round. I think Amanda cracked her on the nose again and she just dropped to her knees. And, in fairness, I actually think the ref almost let it go on too long as well. Like The ref must have known that like she was done and dusted. That, well, he didn't hear her <coughs> say that. Yeah, I know, yeah, but like, you can look. You can tell when you look at someone. They're just like, look, they don't want it anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, but and people have come back. Uh, this is where we should definitely have a conversation about yeah. this because even Brendan Shab was talking about it. Lou Thomas, obviously Ariel Hawani was talking yeah. about it as well. So if you're a fighter, right, this is the argument that Brendan Shab made that she went over to the coach and was like, "Here, look, I'm done," and he was like, "No, no, no," but and like people were going online being like, "Oh, she should be allowed to finish," right? But mm. Shab was saying that her head coach knows her more than anyone else. Mm. You know what I mean, and that this is probably the only. And last time, she's probably going to get a taller shot as mm. well. So, he was like, you, you, she'll probably regret not finishing it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? The way... It, now, was it, sorry, no, when I heard that, I was like, that actually makes sense. Mm. But, what do you have to say about it? I look at one of two ways. First way you have to look at it is the two people and they're going into fight. And what is always said in fighting, especially mixed martial arts, is anything can happen in a fight. Yeah. And imagine Raquel Pennington went in there, landed a lucky left hook and knocked out Amanda Nunes in the fifth round. Everyone would have went, coach of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So therefore, you can't actually overly say to coach. Um, some people are saying that, you know, oh, coaches get paid, this sort of thing, that the more she fights or better chance she has to win the more money the coach is going to get I don't look at it that way because I don't think Raquel Penning earns that much money to the coach is like an extra 10 grand if you get back in there you know what I mean yeah. so look Raquel Penning was done she was never going to come back and win that's that fight that's the thing yeah but I think everyone knew that I, but I think when you're in someone's corner it's probably harder to look see it that way well that would that, that, see, the, the only reason why this is a conversation is because this doesn't happen every week no oh, 100% not Um. Also, I think it was also interesting to see that, like, the word, any time anytime you hear the word Raquel Pennington, the next word out of your mouth comes tough, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, to see her get broken by Amanda Nunes just shows how good Amanda Nunes is. Yeah. Um, she breaks people who are probably perceived to be unbreakable. Um, it was an absolutely brilliant performance by Amanda Nunes. Was, yeah. And at the end of the day, as as they always say, it is what it is. The coach didn't didn't throw in the towel. The fight was stopped. Whether it was wrong or right, 
look, Raquel Pennington and Tisha Torres came out and said they were happy enough their coach sent back in there. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the only people who actually matter in this instance are Raquel Pennington and her coach. And if they're both on the same page, well, it actually doesn't really matter what everyone else thinks. Yeah. I think Raquel Pennington would be happier in herself actually finishing it now, yeah. looking back at it now. Yeah. Because if that is her only title shot, mm. she can at least be like, I, don't, I, I didn't I, actually quit. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think everything not taking the steel is a good option. I th- yeah, but the thing is, like, obviously as it turned out, she didn't end up hitting a lucky punch and winning. Yeah. Like, but it, there was always that chance that she could. I don't think there ever was. Well, in fairness, probably not because she was on the defence of the entire time. Yeah, but like, and she wasn't strong enough. It's yeah, not as, it's yeah, not as if she was in it, Ganu, you know? Yeah, but... Who knows? Like, yeah, but like, like we, what's mean? Who knows? We know. Oh, I, I know. We know. In, <laughs> I know. We know in hindsight, but you have to look at like look at Czech Congo getting an absolute head knocked off by Pat Barry. And next thing you know, he just throws a hail mary punch, and then Pat Barry's on the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, we know what happened, and she didn't have it. I know she didn't have it, but at the time, come the fourth round, the end of the bell, this her coach was hoping. I know he was hoping, yeah, but. Yeah, but like people probably wouldn't go to that camp if, first, if the coach is telling you to quit. You know what I mean? That's it's, true. If first, the coach should have went, right, run over and do a flying knee. If you knock her out, well done. If you don't, you can tap out. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it should have been, go for a Hail Mary. Yeah, go, Instead of like, just go back in there and see what happens. Yeah, yeah there yeah, should have yeah. been some sort of game Go man. for something. Yeah. yeah, go for gold. Yeah. Superman punch. So, uh, after, the mic, after the fight, Manny Nunes won, actually, obviously. Um, and gave this crazy long interview after fight. Yeah, also was, said nothing. It was about 15 minutes long. Uh, and and everyone left. Everyone everyone left and she was still talking on the mic. Uh, yeah, it was a bit It was a bit, bit much, but I mean, she's like, think about her career, the way she had to leave Brazil mm. to go to America and then like come, come back, back and yeah. headline a car in Brazil. And like, she must have felt so proud. And first, first Brazilian woman ever to defend her title mm. in Brazil as well. Uh, but I felt like all that sort of chatter was for the post-fight press conference and not for... True. I feel like after you win, this is your moment. State your claim. Say what you have to say. Keep it short and sweet, to the point. Get in, get out, get that done. And if you wanted to do an hour-long rant, press conference afterwards. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, oh, I agree, yeah. If you don't agree, let us know. But, yeah, but also, she brought, like, Raquel Pennington back over and she was like... You're great, and like I didn't really like punch in the face, but I had to do it, yeah. and I was just a bit like, her, let her go get some medical attention. Yeah, she like, needed attention, yeah, De- big time. But uh, overall, what did you make of the, the UFC Brazil event? Uh, the stadium looked fairly empty. It emptied out very yeah. quick as well. Yeah, uh, in fairness, I wouldn't actually know it was empty come the main event at that stage, yeah. and I was sort of going, I wonder how long it was actually empty for. Um, look, if you're a Brazilian fan, that was an 8 or 9 out of 10 event. 100%, yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. And I have to give a special shout out to Ezekiel De Santos who did a spinning wheel kick. Harnesses inner Edson Barboza against Sean Strickland. That was a very good knockout. I think he got a 50 grand bonus as well. Oh, and then Oli Anyuk, or whatever his name is. Another Ezekiel choke. Yeah, that yeah. has got like 12 Ezekiel choke <laughs> wins. It's like, I'm just like, what are people doing when the wrestling are going against him? It's like, it's like, just like, Standing strike range no grapple initiation. And then he called out for Doom, which is a great call out on his path because yeah. Doom just lost to Volkov and he's ranked already. So, like, great chance. And also, I'd like to see those two go submission for submission. True, yeah. It'd be funny if he could just like do that choke to everyone and just was the champ, but like that was the thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So he's yeah. almost like a WWE wrestler, that's his finishing move. He, is, yeah. he, he looks like a, a bad guy as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. But overall, I'd say 9 out of 10 for Brazilian fans. Seven and a half out of ten for regular UFC fans. What would you take, Baz? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a brilliant card for the Brazilian fans. So yeah, I give it a nine, definitely with the star power. Yeah, uh, I was very. They must have charged the tickets. Must have been very expensive because <coughs> the stadium wasn't packed, which was hard to believe as well. Um, then for for what other fans? Yeah, uh, yeah, some very good knockouts. Yeah, great finishes. Name recognition. Name recognition. Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing it. I mm. thought the atmosphere would be way more electric, almost mm. like a Dublin one. Oh, here's a question for you: What did you make of Jimmy Smith and John Anik on the booth first time together? Thought they were, thought they were grand. Yeah. yeah. Fluid enough, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I felt like maybe they could have done with a third person in there. I think yeah. when, not, when Joe Rogan was not there, they could do with a third person. Also, now that they, we've been given a fighter all the time, and if we don't have a fighter, I wish we had a fighter in there. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can see how much they really care about the Brazilian side of things because yeah. they don't really as much as they yeah. do as the American side. Because yeah. Dana wasn't there, uh, Joe Rogan wasn't there. You know, you can tell by who's yeah. there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was just surprised that it wasn't overly packed. Uh, myself and Ross were watching until about oh, past. It was like quarter past six in the morning. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, so bright. So yeah. I was in work at ten o'clock as well. I was like, oh my god, shoot me now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it literally went like twelve hours of watching fights. Literally. Yeah. It was. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, we're just gonna have a quick over UFC Chile that's on this weekend. Um. Absolutely. Dreadful card for UFC Chile. It was originally supposed to be headlined by Usman versus um, Ponzinibbio, which was actually quite an exciting fight for the welterweight division. And then it was supposed to be co-my main event by Shogun versus Volkan. Um, and that looked really good. Then Volkan and Shogun, whenever there was an injury, now they're fighting UFC Hamburg. And now UFC is head- Chile is headlined by uh, Usman and Damian Maya because Ponzinibbio also got injured. So it's the, a, it's the, a mess. the rest of the card isn't very good. I think the co-main event is Alexa Grasso versus Tatiana Suarez. Um, Tatiana Suarez won the strawweight ultimate fighter, I think, at one stage. And Alexa Grasso was a Mexican-based fighter and used to be... If she wasn't Invicta champion, she was definitely beating everyone Invicta anyway. She was undefeated in Invicta before she came across. Um... Look, I suppose we just talk about the main event, really. Yeah. And then I'll have a look at the rest of the card and see what's up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, Barry, Damian Moya coming off back-to-back losses, going up against the Nigerian nightmare, Usman, who's potentially the most feared man in the UFC. No one wants to fight him. Yeah. What do you take, make of it? Um, I was very much aboard the Usman hype train until his last fight. It was just... It was a convincing win, but it was non entertaining. And he that got was over a meal meek, wasn't it? Yeah, and he got he got basically booed, didn't he? Um, although he was very entertaining at the recent press conference with all the MMA fighters, yeah. him calling out Colby, Colby Covington. Uh, Damian Moyes coming off two losses. He's definitely going to try and get him down the ground. But I think like Usman has already had a full camp, and he knows that he needs to win this. Mm. So I'd back a full camp Usman rather than a half camp. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the fight plays out just due to the fact that both men are grappling-based. So, therefore, it'll be interesting to see who actually initiates the grappling exchange. Um, yeah. Is there uh, anyone else in the card that people should watch out for? Uh, the card. One thing I do find interesting is that Brandon Moreno, who like has headlined the UFC fight night against, I think it was Sergio Pettis before, is on the prelims. Uh, he's fighting that Alexander Pantoja. Uh, interesting for the flyweight division. The winner of that could climb the ranks very soon to fight uh, Demetrius Johnson. Um, Moreno was meant to fight uh, Ray Borg. Yeah, yeah. Ray Borg's 
son is very ill. He actually has a good GoFundMe page at the moment. Cody Garbrandt actually donated a thousand dollars that so fair play to Cody Garbrandt. Yeah. Very nice guy. Some of that book money. Yeah. Uh, one other fight who I who I am actually interested in seeing is Dominic Reyes is fighting uh, Jared Cannonier. Uh, Reyes I think has finished every UFC fight he's been in as of late. And then if I'm also interested to see Tatiana Suarez. So if you're looking for my fight picks for the night, uh Kamara Usman, Tatiana Suarez, Dominic Reyes, all for the W's. Okay. Um, so I think we're gonna have a look at Bellator one ninety nine next, are we? Yeah, we'll just go through it like quickly enough. Uh, Ross's favorite heavyweight Czech Congo came out with a with a KO victory there over the weekend as well. Yeah, it was a massive right hook. Um, look, the Bellator heavyweight Grand Prix is going on, and they actually didn't put Czech Congo in it. Um, apparently they were saying he's very boring to watch, therefore they wouldn't put him in the tournament. But he could actually potentially be the best heavyweight Bellator halves. Yeah. Like he actually he has a draw with uh Matt Mistrione as well, who like people tend to think is the best heavyweight in Bellator. So Czech Congo could be the first title contender for the winner of the heavyweight Grand Prix. True, yeah. Uh then in the featherweight division, everyone expected his RMP goal to defeat Lee Morrison. Uh, it was actually well it was punched buried him in the stomach, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, it was another body shot. He body did shot. that the last time, yeah. Uh liver punch, I think and that left hook that he does to the body seems to be in his arsenal. Yeah. It's not the first time he's done it so fair play to him. Yeah, then in the welterweight division, John Fitch defeat, defeated Paul Daly. Uh this was actually sort of funny because in the third round, uh, John Fitch was on Paul uh, Paul Daly's back and Paul Daly was booing him. Well, he's getting hit in the face. It was weird. It was one of the weirdest things I've seen. This fight was actually almost like a a fake Grubber match or a fake revenge match because John Fitch is very good friends with Josh Koscheck. Okay. And they trained together a lot. And do you remember uh, Paul Daly punched Josh Koscheck after the bell? Yeah. And I could just see John Fitch implement the Josh Koscheck game plan. And at the end of the fight again, Paul Daly was freaked that uh, he was just getting out grappled and there was yeah. nothing he could do about it. There was it. nothing he could do, yeah. Yeah, so therefore. He was freaked and John Fitch, look, there's another win. He's a bit of a name. He's fought the UFC title before, has a very good record when he was fighting the UFC. Good record outside of it. I wouldn't be surprised to see him not far off uh, Bellator welterweight title shot. Okay. And then in the heavyweight division, Ryan Bader defeated King Mo Wall by KO. In 15 seconds. In 15 seconds, yeah. Uh, this was also in the heavyweight Grand Prix tournament in the quarterfinal. Feel bad for anyone who sure. was watching got up to take a piss. Yeah, yeah, it was over straight away, basically. Yeah, um, Ryan Bader, light heavyweight champ, and supposedly now King Mo is moving down the division to middleweight. Yeah, so he's gone from the heavyweight Grand Prix to the middleweight. Um, look, Bader looked very good at uh, light heavyweight, yeah. and I think he weighed about two hundred twenty-five pounds. So fair play to Bader, yeah. getting in, getting it done. I'll be sorry to see him versus Mitrion next. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Bader had also how, took no damage. Yeah, how, yeah, exactly. Yeah, how long did he, like he had so long to get ready for that fight? That was the yeah. last fight out of the whole tournament. Although it's inter- oh, actually, I was gonna say it's interesting, but it's actually probably very good for him that he took no damage because Matt Mitrion was up first, so he's had the longest time to oh, yeah. recover. Yeah, but like obviously, Bader took no damage, so he's actually grand. Yeah. So the semi finalists are Chelsea Sonnen versus Fedor versus Fedor, which. That'll be good crack. Yeah. And then Ryan Bader taking on Matt Mitrion in the semi-finals. Is, is Chelsea only going to be sitting at the press conference and ask you Slayton Fader and Fader's going to be like, don't know what's going on? Probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. And then Mitrion Bader. That's going to be very, very interesting. And then obviously you have like Roy Nelson versus Mirko Kokrop is like the reserve bout, isn't it? If yeah. anyone gets injured, the winner of that 
We'll jump in place. Yeah, that's on a UC two hundred and on Friday week. Yeah, so that should be good. Yeah, uh, that's anything, the main event as well, yeah. isn't it? Anything else to say about Bellator? No, fairly, fairly decent show, but very little noise made about it. To be honest, yeah, it was yeah, it was sort of the hidden card compared to the boxing being on, which you'll get into now in a second, and the UFC being on. Yeah, they should have probably put it on a different night, in my yeah. opinion. Also, if we did mention earlier, myself and Ross are trying to go to use uh, Bellator two hundred. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're just we have to find out if we get the media passes again because yeah. we had the media passes there for Bama, and we had the media passes last time Bellator went yeah. Dublin. So. We should move on to the boxing. Um, we should start with Mikey Collin winning by unanimous decision yeah. after eight rounds. Yeah, it was fairly one-sided. Uh, it wasn't. I think he won something like seven rounds to one, basically, on most cards. Yeah. Uh, look, Mike Conlon, doing great. And I, I wasn't nervous, I'll say, for this fight, but I was, I was only slightly nervous that he had his next fight booked before this fight. And I was just sitting there going, Jesus, I don't know if that's like, the best idea. One eye on Belfast already. Yeah. But uh, he got in there, put in a good performance. Um. Look, he did himself proud. Great win from. So that's seven wins now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and like seven wins, five finishes, and yeah, isn't that four in MSG? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, second it, home. Uh, yeah, in just a little over a year. Yeah, sure. He put on the Knicks jersey afterwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but I mean that's the fourth. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, sure. He's like a New Yorker now. Yeah, it is a second home. Yeah. Uh, then obviously in the headline fight, Lomachenko was taking on Linares. Uh, you also got dropped in this fight. Yeah, this was. This was a brilliant boxing match. I mean, it's not every day you see a great match. Uh, I think I could only... The last time I actually saw a really good one was Klitschko versus Joshua. Yeah. But this one, Lomachenko, he, he's just like a matador. Like yeah. he was in, terms of, in terms of high-level boxing, this was the creme de la yeah. creme. Yeah, Linares was actually like bigger than him as well. Mm. And then uh, Lomachenko looked like he just got overconfident and then got just just one straight down the pipe, like yeah. right in the face. <coughs> uh, he said he was a bit too relaxed in there. Yeah. You see, that's the thing. He's he's in the matrix, so he mm. you can get relaxed. And then once you do, came back and Linares didn't want anything more after the ten no. mil. But uh, Lomachenko is he the goat, the greatest of all time? I think the goat probably not, but is he the pound for pound king at the moment? Probably so. Yeah. I think it's far too early to say the greatest of all time. Um, also the fact that he has lost a fight before, he probably never amassed a Floyd Mayweather record. But in terms of the pound for pound king at the moment, Lomachenko, hands down for me, is brilliant to watch. As you say, looks like he's in the matrix at yeah. all times. Very hard to hit. And he's he's immaculate to watch. He's unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. He's unbelievable. He's dancing in there, literally. Yeah. Uh, he also set a record in 12 fights. He's now a three-weight world champion. That's the quickest. I think their previous record was over 20 fights. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I can see him breaking a lot of those records and least meant fights to achieve X. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's just him. I wonder what, how much more he needs to do before he comes a superstar. Yeah, because I feel like there's just something about him where you're missing that people clamouring to get to him or clamouring to see him. Yeah. Well, they are sort of marketing him okay because they changed it from Lomachenko to Loma. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And Although big shout out to our favorite bar as well in New York, Jack Doyle's, who are hosting the after party for the two lads. Yeah, uh, Jack Doyle's over in New York. What a spot! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Collins doing well getting on these Lomachenko cards as well. Yeah, he is. He's doing a very good job. He's sort of attaching himself to Lomachenko the way Kate is attaching herself to Anthony Joshua. So making all the right moves anyway. Yeah, he was also on the Pacquiao card as well. Yeah, yeah. Big things to come anyway. Yeah, they're looking at him as if he's a massive superstar, which he looks like he should be. 
who sorry Common yeah yeah yeah. he just he just sort of, he has like the look he has the mm. style yeah you always sort of hear people like in the boxing world being like oh yeah and that Irish guy he's very good as well yeah. you know what I mean yeah do you think it was weird the way he didn't wear any green this time slightly weird but maybe this is a chance for him to sort of say I'm not just the Irish guy yeah. I'm also a very good boxer yeah yeah so any other final thoughts that's what it wraps up yeah, the so, boxing and the boxing segment. Anyway. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, I'll be moving over to London. Hopefully, we get the media passes. Barry will come over to London. Um, I'll do a tour of the pod, but I get there. And as always, stay energized.